Hello and welcome to The Distance Diaries, a long distance relationship podcast where we chat about topics that come up on our everyday conversations from politics to popular culture. My name is Natalia and I'm from Mexico City. And my name is Fraser and I'm from London. So what have we been up to this week? So, I say we because we're in the same place. Exactly. So we've been in Mexico and Mexico City mostly for the last kind of couple of weeks. Yeah, you will have already heard an episode where we're, we're here. We're just getting a couple done while we're in the same place. Yes. Um, so, although sadly today is the last day that I'm here yeah. for a few months. Um, He's leaving me for work. For- <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we still had quite a few kind of cool highlights since the last episode, I suppose. Yeah. My personal highlight might also be one of yours, um, is trying out the electric scooters that exist. Yeah, so we use Lime. There's there's a few apps you can use. We yeah, use there's, Lime. there's Grin, Bird, another um, one or two. Yeah, Movo. Yes, and so, yeah. We, we've been seeing them all around kind of certain areas of the city so kind of near the center yeah like Condesa, Juarez, Roma near where I was staying as well yeah Escandon um and so we finally decided to use them to to, just for a couple of kind of short journeys we end up using them quite a lot yeah Um, and they're super fun you go quite fast and yeah they're pretty cool it is better if there's a bike lane on the road otherwise a bit scary yes uh, cars are not. I found cars to be quite mindful. I guess in those areas they expect bikes and things like that. Yeah. So they were quite mindful of scooters, which is good. I know that's not always the case, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, and I think also what's cool is I think it was one of the first episodes that we ever did. It was like the episode six, I yeah. think. I talked about scooters as looking really fun and into being, modes being of the, Yeah, being like the future of. City transport. Yeah, and we talked about scooters quite a lot on that yeah, one. Yeah, and I think I'm actually convinced now that they're, they're quite a fun idea. Um, so <laughs> hopefully they'll make them legal in London and then I can use of, whiz use around. Them. Yeah, London. they're quite expensive, but yes. they're really good for short distances. Yeah, I think there's a few people that have clearly bought their own as well yeah. in Mexico. Like you can see a few people have invested in one scooter in, of in their one own. high-quality scooter of Yeah, if own. you move around the same area, it's quite good. Anyway, we just went on a... Yes, definitely yeah. a highlight if you come to Mexico City. And I guess if you go to, like, Los Angeles... Yeah, because a lot are the same brands. We were asked by some tourists. Yes, they're um, American. They, they, just, they just were like, how do you get those? And we explained, mm. and they, they didn't seem convinced. Maybe they didn't have data. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other highlights, eating lots of great food. Yeah, definitely. that's what you do in Mexico. Um, for sure. We went to Nueve Nueve. Yeah, it's a restaurant in Roma. Yes, which is in Casalam, and it's very elegant. Uh, super, super nice kind of half indoor, half outdoor terrace. Yeah, like for for the first course, we got a breaded brie cheese with reduced berry syrup. Yeah, that was good. And we also got just brought some beers to taste. We got brought yeah. some tacos. It was and very it nice. Was, yeah, it was very lovely. Um, and you also, had a bit of a traumatic experience there. Like. I wouldn't say it was a, a majorly traumatic experience, <laughs> but the earthquake alarm went off, and it was that was a an earthquake. We didn't actually feel it. Yeah. I don't know whether it was the terrace we were on or just we were walking outside when it happened. happened but some people felt the earthquake. Yeah, it was very. It wasn't very. It wasn't. It wasn't strong. 
but it's the first time Francis heard yeah. the earthquake alarm while yeah. being in Mexico. And he so. said it was the first time in a while that it happened. Yeah, it's the first time in a while that we hear it. So that happened. Yeah. We've been to quite a few museums as well. So we went to Museo Tamayo, which is in Reforma. There's an exhibit there called Sunday by Karsten Holler, and that's quite fun. It's very Instagrammable. Basically. Yeah, there's a lot of people in their taking photos. 20s taking taking cool photos but yeah it's a really cool museum overall like the second time that i've been yeah that you've been there i think you've been quite a few times um yeah as well in <laughs> over the years yeah um, we also went to munal which is a national museum of art in the center uh and there's an exhibit there of dr atl if people are mexican probably probably know who he is he paints volcanoes and he was a massive um researcher on on volcanoes and he went to lots of them so he paints them and it's very cool it's, it's divided in about five different rooms quite small rooms uh so yeah very enjoyable and you've also got in the museum just a lot of other art. kind of art and historic collections yeah. so it's quite good for me to learn more about just other aspects of mexico yeah art, and it's such a nice building as well yes uh, and we also went to Muac, which is in Unam. And w- there was an exhibit there by Ai Weiwei, which talked about China and about Mexico at the same time. So half of it was about the loss of certain historic aspects in China. Yes, and they collected kind of different artefacts from people's homes or something. Yeah. And then the other part, which is what I saw the most, uh, was the, was about... The disappearance of the 43 students in Mexico in Ayotzinapa. So it's more of a research piece, but I enjoyed reading reading that. Yes, so. it was very detailed and, yeah, looking back over the last, like, five years, quite good to get some perspective on... On the case. The events, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and we also went and walked around San Angel. We've done quite a lot. Yeah, it's been super busy. Yeah. Weather's been great. Been good. Yeah. So it's good to to do a bit of a of a recap there because we might not be able to to record in in a couple of weeks, a couple maybe of weeks. one week, two weeks, because I'm going to be doing a short film. Yes, and I guess I'll be back at work, but that, that doesn't make too much difference on the no. recording schedule. Uh, but yeah, just just to let you guys know from now. Yeah, so something that was actually inspired by a book um, that Natalia read that she can tell you about. The word, I suppose, is authenticity. Yeah, so I ordered a book to Fraser's office, actually, because it was easier, called The Authentic Lie by Pandora Sykes. I talked about it last week as one of the the books I I enjoyed. And it's about the search for authenticity in a world that is highly curated, so a social media world. Yeah, and it talks about kind of the history of authenticity as a concept, and that's something we're going to go into. Yeah, touch on as well. Um, And then also just how it's such a a loose concept, but is still valued by a lot of people and brands and society as a whole yeah exactly so so inspired by that book and we've done our research and it's it's a topic that we've been meaning to talk about for a while and i think reading that book just gave us a bit of direction yeah and it actually cemented a lot of things that we've thought given that you know in our case we've like launched this clothing business 
and you've done a lot of work with design yeah. and you've also done a lot of work in writing stuff writing stuff from kind of your own voice as well yeah. and trying to find your trying style to find your voice yeah exactly so yeah what is authenticity and what does it mean um so yeah do you want to define what you what you see as authenticity i think authenticity to try and put it as simply as possible is expressing your true self right and that can be a brand expressing like its true values or it can be you as a person saying things or doing things or in the context of social media sharing things that reflect who you really are being so, real being real so when i say who you really are i mean you know if i was to play a football match it wouldn't just be me scoring a goal it would be like all the mistakes i made in the match <laughs> so if you imagine your life there's there's like your good moments where you like look great and that's what you put on social media okay. but then there's also all the other moments and all the like challenges that you face and that life. is the authentic I suppose, self yeah i suppose authentic people are they're open about that or they're not trying to pretend that you know okay they're not sharing things which aren't themselves which are completely separate yeah or they're not trying to curate an image of themselves which is like one percent of themselves okay yeah it is very is very complicated to go to talk about authenticity as we're gonna as we're gonna go into uh i think that the reason there's there's this sort of new new newish idea that being authentic is what you should strive for especially in social media and in marketing and Mm. the i think that comes from sort of a response to the comparing yourself feeling. So all these things about Instagram came out and social media in general where we're all sort of comparing ourselves to other people. Like, oh, I didn't go on that trip. Yeah. Or, oh, I wish I had that body. And it became this sort of competition being on Instagram. And that ultimately exists and the interest in the concept of authenticity exists because we now consume and like live in a sort of digital world so and there's something that you're going to mention in a moment but in the past art music photography video audio whatever it is was like was analog and it was so much harder to kind of look at other people look at other people or curate or fake yeah at least in a way that's like pretending to be honest than it is now yeah because you couldn't take a hundred photos of the same thing yeah i think it's an immediate response to 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 that feeling where you you feel like you can't achieve certain things that you see in social media and you just want to feel like the people that you follow in social media are just like you they're not unachievable Mm. which comes in this authentic way like you want them to be authentic and to show their messy selves like you are i don't know yeah you're right in saying that's that's a recent phenomenon yeah um so yeah back to what you were talking about the analog thing uh, I think what it used to be, and it is, it's weird, what it used to be celebrities used to be unachievable. That was all the point of celebrity. Whereas now we expect celebrities on social media to be authentic and to show us themselves without makeup in the morning or themselves on a bad day or depressed or talk about their mental health issues. Yeah. And I think going on that point, you know, if we look at the Kardashians, for example, of 50 years ago, it was like we would see their pictures 
in the magazines of them looking perfect or whatever and we would we would never think about what they're really like we'd never think about oh you know they must like you know make breakfast in the morning too like everyone else yeah we well, didn't think about that because now we expect to not only see that but also see their lives in a way which is honest and true and an accurate portrayal so there's this like pressure on celebrities to not only give the information to us and allow us to copy them in every way but them for for them to not be too perfect or not too unattainable that we can't and to share their every thought and their every opinion and i think i'm going to use a very recent example there was a kim kardashian 73 questions with vogue and they showed her bathroom for a second and the taps looked a bit weird because the taps were on just a flat surface so she had to do an Instagram video explaining <laughs> the tubs in her house and how they actually did work and they're not fake. Yeah, just because they looked kind of like very modern. And yeah, slick. exactly. Because she has to show that it's authentic. She's not showing off a home that isn't hers. It's so strange. It is. And it's also weird because I was watching this particular video thinking, wow, they barely have any like furniture <laughs> or yeah. any stuff. And I have this nagging question of like how authentic was that video whereas in the past you probably it just, have you just wouldn't have mattered you wouldn't have thought like i really want to see like a video of someone's bedroom and bathroom and like be interested in that in the way that we are now yeah and we didn't i think what happened is we didn't expect it to be authentic so remember mtv's uh here's my crib or something like that where yeah have i didn't a look used at to my watch crib. it but yeah um it was celebrities <laughs> showing around their house we you didn't watch it expecting to see their underwear. Like you watched it thinking like, oh, they cleaned it. You wanted it to be tidied and unauthentic. That was a point of celebrity. Anyway, that is sort of how it's changed, authenticity. Yeah, and I think that kind of leads us on to the next, the next point, which is about sharing, sharing information and sharing, like, your, whether it's your honest what your life is physically like on a day-to-day basis or um, your thoughts and opinions. And there's this expectation, as we've alluded to, I think, for people to to share. And something that The Authentic Lie goes into quite a lot Mm. of detail on, actually, is that it's seen as inauthentic if you don't share your opinions on different things. So just to maybe explain that point a little bit better, um, people will project... Um, ideas ideas onto you or opinions onto you that you don't have as a celebrity if you don't come out and say here is my stance on this issue so for example the most kind of high profile example given in the book is of taylor swift who it seems is quite quite about politics quite about politics and quite a private person just yeah i mean we all know who she dates but you don't you don't really know taylor swift's life you don't really know her life compared at least compared with other singers or other musicians like as far as i can see but basically people portrayed her because she didn't talk about politics in in sort of 2015 16 and she's white and blonde and all her friends are white yeah and she you know she has quite a wealthy family they're like right she she's a Trump supporter. That's it. She must she's support a Republican, Donald Trump, racist, racist, homophobic, like whatever. And yet, what was it? Last year, she came out and basically said that she endorsed a, a, a Dem candidate. Yeah, in the um, what was it called? The midterms. The midterms. She basically just 
said what her actual political opinions were. And of course, like, they were nothing like what, what people some thought. people had thought because she didn't give us an, a specific insight into what she thinks about politics. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like you're expected to, to, te to tell all about your opinions. Otherwise, you're inauthentic. And I think that's not true. Like, you don't have to share your whole life. The fact that you share your highlights on Instagram and you don't go around posting photos of you crying doesn't make you inauthentic. Yeah, and it would, you know, to, to just give, like, the counter-example to make it clear, it would be inauthentic if she didn't care about politics that much. And just post about and it. And she just post about it and talked about it and talked about how upset she was or how, like, happy yeah. she was or whatever. So... Like so maybe the authentic response is to just not talk about it. Yeah, or if you don't want to tell to say your opinion, you're allowed. But I yeah. think um, I can think of another social media example that I remembered from a while ago. Um, it's sort of a superpower YouTube couple, Soella and Alfie Days. They never talk about politics because they say they don't want to. They have said, we don't want our channel to be about politics. We're not going to talk about it. Mm. Just tell people to vote, but not who to vote for, stuff like that. Um, so immediately, Alfie Days was labelled as a Tory, because if he didn't want to say he was voting for, he was voting Conservative, and he had to make a video being like, I'm not a Tory, and that's not what it's about, which is really weird, like, if you don't want to talk about your opinion, it seems that we label people as whatever we want them to be. Yeah, whatever we think they might be. And it is it, normally... If you don't say your opinion, you're a villain. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. You are on the evil side yeah, exactly. in the debate if you haven't supported the good side. Yeah, which but is very strange. eyes, that is. In my opinion. You don't... I think... So the question we have is, what is the right amount of sharing in order to be labelled as authentic? And there is no right amount of sharing. Yeah, and I think something that I've noticed a lot of brands trying to do and i've actually noticed that particularly with like high-end i'm thinking about fashion here like high-end fashion brands i get adverts on my instagram now where it features like a member of i'm just going to pick an example like gucci's mm. creative team in an instagram story talking about their process right and like they're trying to kind of be authentic share and like be authentic and talk from the ground up like what their voice is or how they how they think And it, in, in one case, I can't remember if it was Gucci. It might have been Gucci, actually, this one. It had a guy who chooses, um, like, models and chooses people who appear in, like, promotional material for the mm. brand, being like, yeah, so I have this map and I pick people from all around the world who I want to, like, be an ambassador or be in campaigns. And it, it's just, like, almost unheard of that a brand like that or a high fashion brand would go and talk in that way to try and kind of add their their authentic voice to a yeah, debate. Yeah, because authenticity has now... We've become so obsessed with being real yeah. and being authentic that it's become a commodity, it's become something to be marketed. Yeah. And that is another problem because we've gone... We've now gone the other way around from trying to make people be more real in order to serve society as something that isn't unattainable and makes mm. us feel bad we have turned into trying to be so authentic that it becomes inauthentic because it's a bit it's a bit of a contradiction for example i was searching uh, i was researching for the podcast and all i found when i searched for authenticity on social media 
were articles about how to make your brand more authentic on social media, how to see more authentic in social media. That curating an authentic self is in itself a contradiction. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to have brand values and try and like work towards those. You don't have to try and strip it back to yeah. something else. Yeah, it's exactly. okay. Like it is okay to create an image sometimes. But um, yeah, but creating an image that is authentic. So I have I have a bit of, of an example, which is a long story, but I think it goes I think <laughs> it goes story, well. Yeah. So this happened I think it was last year. Uh inst- an Instagram influencer called Scarlet London was dragged through the mud over a photo that she posted of a normal morning and it was for a Listerine ad. A mouthwash. A mouthwash, yeah. <laughs> uh, and her bed was full of sort of heart-shaped helium balloons. The cup of tea she was drinking from was empty. Her plate of pancakes were actually folded tortilla wraps. Um, and she also had a blanket of her own face on her bed. I, I um, don't know if that makes it more or less authentic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but it was, it was the folded tortilla wraps that just made it go viral um and she was just dragged she this is really bad she received death threats about being inauthentic and that shows that part shows the obsession we have with everything having to be authentic but she then defended herself by saying my feed isn't a place of reality so her feed isn't meant to be real and that's fair enough like that's that's I think that's fair enough. But then, <laughs> then, she went on to post another photo on social media of another morning that looked perfect, and her caption read, "Happy Monday." Little flashback to this flaming hood brunch spread. It was about flamingos, and this time I am embracing the morning hair, hormonal hair loss, and all. Here's hoping this week is a happier one. And for a totally transparent disclaimer here, I didn't eat the croissants as I am allergic to dairy, but I did share the rest with my flamingo friends. And nope, my morning do- my mornings don't usually look like this. So she, again, was trying to be super authentic in that caption. Yeah, so we've seen this kind of trend of like people trying to say, oh, here's a perfect photo of me looking incredible in this amazing setting. But just so you know. Oh, but just so you know, like, it was kind of cold when I took this photo and I was a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, like Montana Brown. <laughs> Montana Brown in, in Coachella. Yes. She posted a photo of her looking gorgeous and then her caption is like, Coachella, though, isn't everything it's out to be. I walked for so long and it was so hot and when I took this photo, I changed that bit three times. It's like... It's a commodity. You need to look authentic. Well, yeah, or if you look good, you have to say that there was some kind of compromise to it. Or to like, look good, yeah. Yeah, it's a, straight, it's a, it's a really weird kind of and new some, trend. Something that's on the authentic lie as well is that there's brands that have been adding stretch marks to their models. Oh, like yeah, photoshopping stretch marks onto their models because authenticity and there's a quote direct quote authenticity has become conflated with a fetishization of flaws the idea that to be a virtuous feminist you must bear or invent imperfections Mm. which i think is it is the commodity of authenticity yeah it's something that brands can sell it's something that influencers can sell and something that i find quite interesting as well as from the Scarlet London story, is that we seem to expect this authenticity from social media, but not from, n- not from 
old media. Yeah. So if we'd seen this photo for a Listerine ad on a magazine, on a glossy magazine, the ones that we buy today, wouldn't have looked at it twice. Yeah. We expect those to be inauthentic. Yeah, it's to be only... curated, like, perfect Yeah, exactly. Images. It is only on social media that we expect it to be real life. And a lot of things are just people going, oh, this is me, it's my normal morning, I'm not wearing any makeup, and I'm so tired. And it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't need to say that. It's just about the commodity of authenticity and not losing followers because you need to be authentic, which becomes the same thing again yeah. and again and again. Something that I've also like noticed a lot and that I've, I might have even mentioned it on the podcast before, so apologies if I'm going over old ground, hmm. is that authenticity actually has a physical look to it yeah. as well and there's two two examples the first is coffee shops so the authentic independent coffee shop worldwide this is in mexico this is in new york this is london like this is every city in the world mm-hmm. has exposed brick walls it oh, has yeah. <laughs> like wooden tables i don't know what the correct like terminology is but it has like raw wood right tables it has certain color palette of like either minimalist surfaces so like marble or it has kind of gray wood sandy or like dark sandy brick um and yeah and so there's like and that in our minds makes us think like this is a coffee shop that's authentic it is authentic like these guys know where they buy their beans like they care yeah they craft each cup whereas if you go in a costa or a starbucks it doesn't have that look it has a brand yeah driven kind of inside yeah you'll never see one of the authentic people uh, authentic instagrammers posting a photo of their starbucks no no chance. Normally it's people that don't mind about being authentic or not, which is more authentic, the ones that post their photo of Starbucks. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of ironic. Yeah. And then the second example is um, Airbnbs have adopted a common look. Yeah. Um, and so if you go to like... So Airbnb, they launched this thing, I think it was last year, and it was called Airbnb Plus, I think. Yeah. And it's where they've chosen in cities or in areas their sort of favourite examples of houses and i promise you 95 percent of them look the same Mm. as in they have the same minimalist decor they have again like the exposed bricks very common yeah um they have like certain types of chairs certain lights i don't know the word certain prints certain prints on the walls and again it's trying to look in every case each one individually is trying to look kind of wholesome designed thought of inspired by like a local um whereas actually like none of them look like authentic homes yeah and it's weird because i love staying in those places and although yeah because that's what that's the aesthetic we like that's the aesthetic we like and it's weird because like we have approached we now approach things looking for authenticity but authenticity is in itself like packaged up it's like it's curated authenticity which is back to us yeah (laughs) It's curated, yeah. and curated things can't, aren't necessarily authentic. They they don't have to be inauthentic, and it's it's okay for things not to be authentic. I think it's what we're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, I think it's okay, but I think it's just funny how there's physical looks, and there's, yeah. as well as like the way that bloggers will use certain phrases to try and sound more real. Yeah, exactly. Places not wearing any makeup yeah, today. It's crazy. <laughs> 
Um, but there's a blog post by Emma Lavelle on her blog, uh, Field and Nest, where she talks about this topic. And I think she says something very important, which is she's, she posted a photo of herself and she's like, this can, the opinion on this photo can go one or two ways. One, you think I was actually doing this activity. Two, you think I set every plant pot where it is because I needed to take this photo and I chose this out for this photo. Those are the two opinions. When in reality, the way that I took this photo for my Instagram was I was lying down in a hammock. My friend said, that looks cool. I'll take a photo. And I said, okay, sat down, made a pose and pretended to read for the photo. So it was a mid ground between, yeah. between just making everything up and being exactly in that position. And that's, that's probably most Instagram photos. This is kind of a weird one, because I was thinking this, this, um, this holiday, and I was on, on holiday in Marrakesh like a few weeks ago, I was thinking when I was taking photos on my phone, on a like, digital camera, and as well as on, on a disposable camera as well, I was thinking, what kind of photos do I want? Hmm. As in, do I want the sort of like perfect posed photos, or do I want to take a picture of, of you or my friends like slightly hunched walking down the street <laughs> looking a bit tired like what will I actually want to look back on in you know a year five years ten years will I want it to be kind of really nice mm. I don't know it's a really difficult one I've not really figured it out so and I'm the way to, to look at it is going back in time <laughs> and seeing when we took photos on our cameras we didn't take photos of people crying because no. that's what you're going to look back on so it's, <laughs> it's okay if someone doesn't post themselves on Instagram just talking about what a horrible day they've had <laughs> and how awful Coachella was yeah honestly I'm probably going to unfollow if you do that so. <laughs> you don't you don't want to look back on your Coachella photo, read your caption and say, wow, I posted about what a shit time I had. <laughs> I'm going to have to put an explicit thing on this, <laughs> on this now. But anyway, um, it's okay for it to be highlights. It's like a photo album. And you as a consumer of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you consume, you need to curate it for yourself. Follow people that you think have the same values as you do and that's the most important thing it's not about them being sharing their entire life with you to be authentic yeah and ultimately if you're curating or like setting up a photo or whatever it has to be because you find it fun yeah you enjoy it and just don't do things just because other people are doing them and i think that's like the ultimate kind of authenticity is just doing things because you enjoy them you and, you and your friends or your family or whatever like yeah, and probably it. our most authentic friends don't even have Instagram, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, so... when I think of the people I know <laughs> who don't have Instagram... They they're are not probably, even thinking about it. They are probably the people who, in general, in their lives, are most true to themselves. Yeah, so they're not sharing anything, and that doesn't make them inauthentic. I don't know why we expect celebrities to share everything, yeah. and we expect our friends not to share anything. It's a weird double standard. And something very important as well to consider with so big Instagrammers or big celebrities or like even the Kardashians, whatever, that everyone is constantly changing and that doesn't make you inauthentic. Mm. Um, I think now that our every move, travel, relationship, thought, everything can, has the potential to be immortalized online. It is more clear that everyone is constantly changing. Yeah. Like if you look at tweets or your Facebook from 2006, you're not the same person. No. And it doesn't make 
that celebrity inauthentic because some people love looking back on celebrities twitters <laughs> and stuff to tell them off over things yeah. they said but yeah don't do that that's a waste of time yeah anyway I think those are all my thoughts which are quite a lot I think got nothing to yeah do. so definitely like that book was was super interesting and there's also a ton of articles like if you google and you get beyond the kind of marketing articles the best article I read was by Stephen Poole and that was why are we so obsessed with the pursuit of authenticity mm-hmm. and that actually helped inspire the book as well right um, um yeah so there's lots of of articles also mentioned in the book and I don't know if you can still get it you can check it it's on the pound project uh, the authentic lie by Pandora Sykes it's just the pound project works on a project obviously project to project basis yes. where you pay on a kickstarter and you get the book delivered I yeah. don't know if someone it's still... will probably will probably have a copy yeah I don't know if it's still buy. available you can you can borrow my copy if, <laughs> if, if you want uh, whoever's listening But yeah, if you have any thoughts or anything, do let us know. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram as at underscore Natalia Albin. And I am at Fraser D. Bell. And our email is thedistancearispodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of, we are thinking of doing, next time Fraser's in Mexico, doing a live podcast. So recording it on an Instagram live and getting your comments at the time of recording so if that's something that you think is cool please do let us know we're also thinking of doing a listener question driven thing episode so we yeah where we look back at a past topic yeah or just any topic really and we kind of research it and and redo it it with your questions so let us know if those are things that interest you if you have a topic that you want revisited or if you have anything to say about authenticity Thank you so much for listening. Next time we speak to you, we won't be in the same place anymore. Oh, sadly. Yeah. Anyway, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.